are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Thursday, day after, well, RIP to the Pelicans four-game winning streak, falling to the Chicago Bulls in pretty ugly fashion for the most part, 129-116. It was probably greater than what that final score says, and that final score is not good. Let's break this game down because I think it's pretty interesting. If we've got some time at the end, I want to touch on some more of the all-star stuff that we will see. Uh, So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So it was a rough night for New Orleans, despite the fact that at one point in this game, they were winning and looked pretty good, actually, as they closed the end of the first uh, half. After a rough first quarter where they gave up 44 points, they took control in the second, scored 40 themselves while holding the Chicago Bulls just to 22, and at one point had a lead as big as eight, and you felt like they could be in control of this. As I told you in yesterday's show, there was going to be one way that the Chicago Bulls win, and if that's because Zach Levine goes off. You can get some points from Kobe White, and that'll be okay, but you've really just got to limit Zach Levine. Don't let him go off for 30 or 40 points. Well, he, he went off. He went off for 46. Kobe White went off for 30 in this one. That like that was really it for the Chicago Bulls. It's just those two guys, and in particular, those two guys draining threes. Combined, they made 17 threes in a game. That ties a NBA record for teammates in a game for combined number of threes, uh, equaling the number set by Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, who've done it a couple of times. So giving up that many threes to the two guards and being unable to slow them down is pretty rough. And if New Orleans had done anything to make them uncomfortable more so than they did, and they didn't make them uncomfortable whatsoever in this one, well then, you could have maybe gotten this victory and it wouldn't have been as lopsided looking as the final score ended up being, and then probably kind of worse than that. It was really after halftime where the Pelicans came out looking flat, and I don't know what happened to the team. They weren't looking amazing through the first half, but they were looking better than the Chicago Bulls. And then in the second half, maybe it's the back-to-back, you know, they got into Chicago early, you know, yesterday morning. They went to bed, as Jen Hale said on the broadcast, at 2 or 3 in the morning. They skipped shoot-around and run-through because of that lack of sleep so these guys could get a little bit more rest, and then you go and play a game. But they looked a step slow, they looked a step behind, and just looked like they weren't really trying in this one. And that's what Stan Van Gundy said after the game. He said, quote, bad uh, bad combination tonight. Them being great and making shots and us being a step slow. Said there was no communication in this one, and it's going to obviously lead to a loss. Look, when a team shoots threes like that, there's not a whole lot you can do. Sometimes it really is as simple as being a make-or-miss league. They made their shots, 25 of 47 from deep. That is 75 freaking points from three-point range. They scored 129. You guys can do the math right there. 
They were just wide open, easy looks from three without really any contests out there. At a certain point, New Orleans needs to be comfortable letting other guys try and beat them. If you had let anyone other than Zach Levine and to a lesser extent Kobe White try and score and beat you, you probably could have won this game, or at least it could have been closer and you would have been striking distance down the line. The next leading scorer for the Chicago Bulls was Denzel Valentine with 16 points. After that, it was Garrett Temple with 10. It wasn't like they were getting a ton of help from other guys out here and role players bombing away and chipping away in New Orleans. It was Zach Levine and Kobe White doing their thing. And New Orleans didn't have an answer to that. They have an all-defensive team guy in Eric Bledsoe who wasn't really doing a whole lot in this game and kind of you forgot about him and was pretty bad and only played in this one 17 minutes he was that bad. He is not living up to that defensive team level that we saw from him in years past. Also, he probably should have been off it and Drew Holiday should have been on. Lonzo Ball, who had a good game offensively, I thought, really struggled now, kind of for the second consecutive game to some degree, guarding that backcourt. Now, I don't know if anyone was going to guard those guys well in this game last night, but you got to do a better job than that. But this is also on the coaches too, failing to make adjustments, failing to say, just, just run them off. They did a decent job in the second quarter and to start the second half of trying to deny Zach Levine the ball and just getting on him early and denying him even getting the ball in the first place. Where was that the rest of the game? You know, at some point, consider like a box and one or you know, like something, right, to make things a little bit harder on the teams that you're playing. And you did not see adjustments from Stan Van Gundy on that side of the ball in this one. So he could talk about them being a step slow, and they were. A lack of communication, it was very evident. But at the same point, it is on the coaching staff, too, for needing to kind of adjust the game plan. That is something we have not seen this team do a good job of all season long. At a certain point, it's just very clearly not working. And that's why two weeks ago I said, you've got to make changes. They did. To the rotation, you don't see Jackson Hayes in there more. Billy Hernan Gomez is what he wants to be called, Was has been playing more and giving you quality minutes. And look, there's partially the reason that the Pelicans went on a four-game winning streak. But you've also got to make adjustments in-game and know when something just isn't working or someone's got a hot hand, and you've got to try and adjust for that. And that is not something the Pelicans did in this one, and it's a big reason why they ended up losing. I want to talk about Brandon Ingram in the next segment and Zion Williamson as well as Lonzo Ball and some of the other play from New Orleans. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars, save some money that can be used for literally anything else, whether that's rent, your mortgage, food, maybe it's just car insurance too, since you have a vehicle now, uh, anything else. Saving money is never going to be a bad thing. And if you are doing the repairs and the maintenance on your car yourself, make sure you're not overpaying for parts. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. Just go to rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for, for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and are always reliably low. I literally order all of my parts from rockauto.com and I order a lot of car parts all pretty often. One day, I promise you, you're going to hear me say these parts aren't in my house anymore because they will be in the car. It's just been cold and rainy and I will get to it. I promise. 
And the reason I'm ordering them from rockauto.com is because it's the cheapest prices by far. I would have spent hundreds, maybe even thousand dollars more for the same parts by going into a chain store if they even had those parts in the first place. Rockauto.com makes it super easy to shop for parts for my cars because you just go on their website, you click on the make, the model, the year, and the trim, and they're going to show you everything that's going to fit. You don't need to worry whatsoever. And rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do it yourselfers do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com February is Black History Month and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Alaya of Locked On Women's Basketball discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, continuing to talk about the Pelicans' 129-116 loss to the Chicago Bulls. Not a good game for New Orleans, giving up way too many points to Zach Levine and Kobe White, but in particular Zach Levine in just porous three-point defense, unable to contest those guys whatsoever and just make life difficult for him. Really, if you do that, you'd be okay because New Orleans did kind of everything else right. You only turned the ball over 12 times in this one. They got into the paint and scored 50 points in the paint. They got almost 40 points from the bench, 37. When you say these things, that's kind of a recipe for success for New Orleans, and that's why I'm not completely furious with a loss like this. They did everything else right, and sometimes it's a make-or-miss league, and Zach Levine basically didn't miss, and that's why you lost. And when that happens, there's no preparing for that. Yeah, they didn't look great in the second half, but I don't think they looked abysmal. And again, it's the second night of a back-to-back. I'm willing to cut them a little bit of slack here. So when you look at this loss, you just kind of shrug and move on and you throw the film in the trash. A guy who probably doesn't want to watch this game again was Brandon Ingram, who put up 21 points on the night, but took 19 shots to get there because he shot very, very poorly in this game. Six of 19, two of nine from three, and he just looked off all night long. And as the leader of the team, that kind of poor effort, I think, can carry over. He's got to be more efficient than this. If he gets close to 30 points, I think the Pelicans kind of change the dynamic of this game. But he wasn't anywhere near that. He was trying to get down low, couldn't get that little mid-range game for him to, uh, to fall. And it seemed to just kind of take him out of his rhythm and started to try and force things just a little bit too much before kind of then disappearing for a good stretch of this. He's the guy that the team's going to need to rely on when they need a bucket, and there were plenty of times when they needed a bucket in this game, and he just couldn't deliver. Sometimes it's just an off night, but you hope, you hope when he's in kind of uh, this game and seeing what Zach Levine is doing that he can rise to the occasion, and he was just not capable of it. I don't think this loss is on him by any stretch because really it was the defense where they really struggled, but I don't know. He, He had a bad game. That sometimes, you know, just one of those things, it happens, right? I'm sure I have odd pod, uh, like off podcast days. So I don't want to kind of condemn him on this one, but disappointing. And this is a game he's going to really want to try and forget. Zion, on the other hand, was good. 29 points, 12 of 18 shooting. So 66.66667%. 
two thirds of his shots went in. And that's like the worst shooting night he's had in a really long time. It feels like that's how accustomed we are to him being able to do what he wants down low. It's a pretty good performance from him. Um, and you saw him do work down low and really start to kind of break that Bulls defense. They would rush three guys at him, and they had no answer for him. And at one point, he tried to dunk over two dudes. He didn't finish the dunk, but got fouled and went to the line, where he was just going to basically end those. T- I don't even know which players they were, but he's basically ending their careers in that moment. He was really good in this, and again, continues to show what he's capable of doing and how hard he is to defend. You saw some point Zion from him, but the team wasn't making a ton of shots and. Uh, when he was kind of being the main ball handler and they really struggled with that early on. So he only finished with two assists, but still good performance from him on the night four rebounds as well. Um, No real complaints about Zion did have two turnovers in this one, which is more than what he's had in the past, but you know what? Two turnover, sorry, there we go. Two turnovers from Zion still pretty good. He's getting a good handle on the ball and limiting those mistakes and not trying to force things too much because he's trusting his passing and he's trusting his teammates to convert. I like what we're really seeing out of him. Eric Bledsoe, if you told me he didn't play, I probably would believe you. He only played 17 minutes in this, partially because he was really ineffective, scored five points. He's on my fantasy team too, so this really sucks for me. Um, And just didn't do much of anything. Didn't get the chance to. I don't really know what it was, um, but did not play well in this one. And there's a reason why, even though I think maybe Lonzo Ball isn't on the trading block as much anymore, that you should still have Eric Bledsoe on the trading block because of performances like this where he's just a no-show. May as well not even have him on the team if these are the type of performances he's going to put forth. Lonzo Ball in the mean hand, particularly in the first half, awesome. Finished with 21 points on the night, 7 assists, 4 made threes. He was good, particularly in the first half when he was really doing work. 19 points in the first half for him, 5 assists, 4 boards, 4 of 7 from 3. Second half, as I said... Everyone kind of faded away. He was 1 of 4, 0 for 3 from deep, and finished with just two points. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Didn't get it out of him over two quarter or two halves, but you at least got a good performance from him. Defensively, no one did well in this one, by the way. Um, but if he wants to be that 3 and D guy, you're going to need to take on assignments like Zach Levine. And even though it was kind of being shared around and they put Josh Hart on him too for a long period of time, You got to do better than what they did in a game like this because this is a team that you should have beaten. So coming up, let's take a look at Kyra Lewis Jr., who's a bright spot for New Orleans in this one. But before that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, reality TV shows, and just like every TV show, basically. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you could want. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
This episode is also brought to you by 1010. Now, you may have read about this in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or even Forbes, and I'm excited to tell you about it right now. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. When you need fantasy basketball advice, it's important that you have a reliable source. More people trust Josh Lloyd, host of Locked On Fantasy Basketball, than any other fantasy basketball podcast. Subscribe to the number one fantasy basketball podcast, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, wherever you get your podcasts. So despite the Pelicans dropping this game to the Chicago Bulls, there was a pretty nice bright spot other than Zion's play and and a half of Lonzo Ball. And that was Kyra Lewis Jr. He played almost 24 minutes in this one, put up 14 points, which is, it's got to be a high for him, four assists, two rebounds. He was two of three from deep, five of seven overall, and he looked good. At this point, seeing how he's playing and what you're getting from some of the other guys on the bench, you have to play him more minutes if you're Stan Van Gundy. Stan, this is me pleading with you. Make everyone happy and make your team better by playing Kyra Lewis Jr. consistently and more minutes in this rotation. He's good. Like You can see him being a starting point guard in the league. Like I think you know, a, a comparable NBA guy is Dennis Schroeder to him, which is a good person to be compared to, frankly. I, I don't hate that, even if it's not like an all-star level kind of guy. But he's a guy who helps you win. And you see a lot of that in Kyra Lewis Jr. He's willing to drive and be aggressive and get to the basket and try and score that way or create for others that way. You saw Lonzo Ball aggressive for a half and then it kind of disappeared in the second half. And that's the type of Lonzo Ball we want all the time, right? You want the same out of Kyra Lewis Jr. except he just does it when he's out there on the court. And I think that's a really big, important thing. He's willing to drive. He's willing to go to the hoop. And he's got so much speed that you look at him and wonder if he's one of the faster players in the NBA already. And I think he very well may be. He's very in control when he drives. He's very in control when he attacks. And given the usage rate he had in this one, he didn't have a turnover. He was good. You've got to play him more. Defensively, he tries hard. At the very least, he's out there giving maximum effort as he tries to contain guys like Zach Levine or whoever he switches on to or whatever his defensive assignment is. I like that out of that. That energy is infectious. On a night when Brandon Ingram was somewhat muted and then it kind of felt like the rest of the team was muted, you need a dude to be a spark plug off the bench, and you have that in Kyra Lewis Jr. And I think he's going to end up getting significant minutes and potentially starter-esque minutes as the season goes on and as we get towards the end of the year because he was really good. The three-point shot was there in this game. The shooting was there in this game. That's something that he struggled with this year, but that's something that's going to come with time because the, the process is going to eventually lead to good results, even if you're not getting those good results right now. But you saw those good results in this game. Loved, loved what we saw out of Kyra Lewis Jr. in this one. Thought he was awesome. 
Let's end it on the high note. We don't need to talk all-star game here. We can touch on that maybe tomorrow or so. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow.